everyone. It's nice to connect with you again uh, for today's episode or for this week's episode. We have a very controversial topic. It's very interesting at the same time. Um, it's about uh, abuse, misconduct, sexual scandals in yoga. And the fascinating thing about this topic is that this is something that happens across yoga styles. This is something that happens, has been happening for tens and tens of years now. And accusations have been made um, systematically, consistently against um, yoga figures, yoga gurus, yoga teachers. Um, um, this is a very serious topic that we are going to try and tackle. Um, we're going to mention some of the uh, cases that we found, read some excerpts of the accusations, uh, share our own opinions on them as well, of course. But I think the red thread, or why we're doing this in the first place, would be to understand why exactly this happens so often in yoga, regardless of who's doing it and who's teaching it and what's teaching. Yeah. So let's see. Um, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and just to echo all of that, it is a very serious topic. So, you know, we'll do our best to approach it um, in, you know, in a very serious manner. We do have quite a few notes, obviously. We want to make sure that the information that we give is accurate and we're not missing anything. So if you see us looking down or something like that, it's because we're looking at our notes. Um, but um, not only not only to you know understand why it's happening, maybe and approach that uh, topic, but also just to raise awareness about this. I don't think it's talked yeah. enough, and um, you know if you don't talk about it, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that uh, you allow it to continue to happen because not talking about it, there's no awareness about it. There's no possibility to have a conversation about why it's happening. There's no possibility to learn some lessons from it and there's no possibility to improve. Um, and also to, you know, have the people that, that um, are found guilty, um, you know, um, basically have consequences for their behavior, right? So, um, yeah, uh, again, very serious and it's, it's to understand why it's happening. It's not just yoga, I think, but we're talking about the yoga, uh, community here, but it happens in, you know, other communities as well. And, uh, we have done, uh, some research on eight examples of such cases of such, uh, accusations or scandals. Uh, on some of them, I have plenty of details that I want to read out. On some, on on, on some others, I didn't found um, that much detail. So the first one, I think. Uh... Yeah, and, and just before you get into those, Monica, something else to mention: these are just these are not. This is not an exhaustive list. These are maybe the, let's say, most famous, um, yeah. for lack of a better word um, you know, uh, abuse or harassment um, scandals. Uh, but they're definitely not exhaustive, unfortunately. 
Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about these and we're going to also have some, um, some links with some more information at the end in the description of the video. So you guys can check those out for, for more testimonies and just, uh, more in depth, um, accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the, the first one that I wanted to mention is something that happened in Kripalu Yoga, if you've ever heard of it. It's not very popular in my country, um, but there's this person, uh, a Kripalu Yoga guru, as it turns out, called Amrit Besai, and he admitted to have sex with his students. Um, that's all I have. There's not a lot of um, info online that you can find about this case. Uh, Alex, is it something that you found by any chance or? Yeah, so um, I found a bit more, and again, it's it's interesting in a way, uh, in a concerning way, maybe that there's not a lot of information, right? So we've done quite a bit of research, and they're all kind of um, just uh, pushed under the rug almost. It's it's hard to find these details. Although uh, Amrit, if that's how you pronounce his name, has actually admitted to to this, so it's not even you can't even say like this is just an accusation. It's actually he admitted. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the thing there that happened is, uh, as I, I, uh, researched it, um, was that, um, in, in this Kripali yoga community, um, it was basically, um, sex with marriage was condoned, um, and Amrit was married as far as I understood was these other affairs happened let's say with his students um so um he was practicing adultery although that was like something that he was preaching let's say against um and um yeah it's 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 been revealed in 1994 as i as i found uh, that he had sexual contact with at least three uh female um resident disciples um, and that was when he was forced to resign from his position as spiritual director at the Kripalu Yoga um, Center. That was an ashram, actually. Um, and I guess to sort of, um, you know, give give the um, give kind of his statement. So he stated, more than anything, I want Kripalu to remain a spiritual home for many. I want you to know that we came to this decision together. I deeply regret any suffering I have caused to the people directly involved and to the entire family. So that's his statement, uh, him acknowledging. Um, and as we'll see from the, the rest of the, um, of the abused um, topics that we're gonna cover, he's amongst the few if not the only one that has actually admitted. Um, so that doesn't, of course, excuse the behavior, um, but it, it's something to mention that, yeah, at least he owned up to to it. Yeah, I was gonna interrupt in that, that it's not very typical uh, to have ownership on your deeds. In fact, my uh, next example is that uh, of uh, John Friend, he uh, is the founder of Anusara Yoga. And as you will find out, it is very much the case of uh, people who have, uh, who were accused of such things, of um, unethical behavior and 
were at the very heart of plenty of sex scandals, you will see that it's the case for most of them that they were very educated people. And that's one of the things that's uh, the most frightening, I would say. In the case of John Friend, he started reading about yoga as early as 13 years of age. He studied with uh, Patabijui Sashtanga, he studied Iyengar Yoga, um, Shivananda Yoga, Kundalini Yoga. He also studied the Sufi philosophy. Um, so he was a very educated and cultured uh, character, right? And he founded Anusara Yoga in um, 1997. Anusara is based on, on tantric philosophy of uh, intrinsic goodness. It's a bit paradoxical, isn't it? So, uh, interesting enough, interestingly enough, it's also this type of yoga is based on um, uh, on bio, some biomechanical principles of alignment. And anusara means comes from Sanskrit, of course. It means uh, flowing with grace. Um, in 2012, he was at the heart of a sex scandal. Um, there were claims that he was leading a vacant coven. Um, Vika is a philosophy, an attitude, a system of, uh, white magic. It's a new age philosophy. Um, they, uh, basically organize themselves in what we call covens. And apparently he was conducting these ceremonies, uh, with, uh, several women that were married, that were practicing the, that were, you know, taking part in the ceremonies, uh, completely naked. And they were also engaging in sexual activities um, um, as part of the ceremonies in this Wiccan coven, right? That has nothing to do with yoga, of course, just with his personal practices. Um, another thing that he was accused of was uh, by his former employees was that he made them accept uh, uh, marijuana deliveries uh, for his own benefit, right? But in his own stead. Um, uh, so... Yeah, and and I think this, um, from what I've read, uh, was deemed Anusara Gate, sort of the whole scandal. And uh, yeah, to your point, the um, what I found is that friend actually suggested that you know within this uh, vegan coven and the rituals that sexually charged rituals would heighten everyone's senses and therefore raise more energy. So using this sort of um, bullshit approach to be honest to to get you know to get them to 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 get naked and engage in sexual activity um and as far as i understood he actually admitted to sexual relations uh, with his students and his employees as well um some of whom were married um but that's you know um something i think besides the point because it was just his um, I guess status and his power um, that led to all of these happenings, and um, we'll get more into uh, that uh, as we go on. Right? What I, at least from what, my perspective, what I think about, you know, just the status of these um, leaders, let's say in yoga, and the power and how they use that. And, yeah, um, yeah. There's been some. Uh... <laughs> There's also been some uh, descriptions of what actually happened, traditionally speaking, after classes led by him. Uh, so there's somebody that uh, claims that when uh, class ended, the party began, you know, like mm. happenings uh, yeah. where his adoring fans would drink beer and cocktails and uh, listen to him read poetry. 
as costumed performers, uh, per performers uh, roamed around the room. Uh, it was kind of a love fest, kind of a party. People really got addicted to being part of this. And you can easily imagine why, right? It only made the community bond together. Um, but uh, it's very easy to slip into some sort of debauchery, right? After all of this, after you would congregate, congregate with your um, um, fellow practitioners, right? Yeah. So yeah. he is said to have been, uh, to have uh, been, uh, to have achieved some sort of a new thing that was called uh, yoga rock stardom. So he was a rock star of yoga, uh, very yeah. connected, very cool, very in, very loved, um, a party boy and an authority figure that was extremely charismatic. So that's how he was seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, another thing that I want to mention and um, in terms of what's happened to him, right, or so to speak, what, what, what's happening at the moment, because this is 2012 uh we're in 2024 uh but in 2013 he actually um had uh, launched a new uh alignment based yoga which is called sridava um and he's still like involved with that um and i just want to you know if for me it's um it's very interesting in a disturbing way right that he was involved in all this um illegal activity to to a degree with the marijuana but then also just uh, the the sexual um you know abuse and then um he goes on and you know just launches some other yoga and then that's it and you have to think about the fact that i think he uh, founded um Gyanusar, i think when he when he founded that was like maybe 1997 was it yeah, or so. Um, and then he, yeah, he was accused or the first allegations came out in 2012. So that's 15 years of, of that potentially happening. So who's to say that that's not happening again in this new yoga that he, he launched in 2013. We're only, you know, 10 ish plus years in. So there's still time, unfortunately, for more allegations to come. So I don't, you know, I just, and I think because. I don't know how many people know about this, right? I don't know how many people know about what happened. I don't know how many people that go to his classes now know about his predatory, um, you know, uh, behavior. Um, I certainly didn't know before. Well, I've heard something, but didn't know the, the extent until I actually researched for this um, podcast. Yes, I find it a bit uh, surprising that he would leave the yoga that he actually founded. And by the way, this style of yoga is still practiced in studios worldwide today, and people are still being trained to teach it, uh, just to go and found uh, a different kind and claim for it to be, you know, the recipe of uh, illumination or, or success. Um, you know, one of the uh, most respected Anusara yoga teachers worldwide called Elena Brower. Uh, she's a very well-respected um, figure um, that's very kind by nature. Uh, she's someone I admire. Um, I haven't studied under her or worked with her at all, but you can easily tell that she's very, you know, it's, it's somebody that I would uh, for sure at least attend some classes with. Um, so she has, uh, I have this quote by her. Um, it's not some sort of redemption, but she urges John Friend to do the right thing. 
Um, I'm not sure whether her words had any sort of echo, but this is what she says. I don't think John meant harm. He just made a series of bad choices. He let a lot of secrets pile up. And uh, as everyone who has done so knows, it will either kill you because everyone finds out, or it will kill you because no one finds out. I suggested to him a while ago that he make a list of all the lies he's ever told, meet up with people, and make it right one by one. It's so simple and it would serve him beautifully. Um, but that was not in his wheelhouse at all. So it's not something that he actually condoned or supported or ever did. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah. all I wanted to highlight about Anusara Yoga and John Friend. Yeah, and the, the, the thing is, yeah, he just, you know, um, fled one style, right, and went to the other and yeah. uh, it's all good that you know nothing happened that that was so yeah it's it's i mean yeah i don't think i need to say that it's absolutely wrong and i think you know again not talking about it not making people aware not um learning any lesson from it means that this can happen you just go somewhere else and probably does the same thing yeah it's good to talk about these things it's good we have the chance to have a look at them, analyze them, and offer the opportunity of everyone to speak up, I would say. Um, yeah. Our next example is from Ashtanga Yoga, because as we've highlighted, a lot, a lot of yoga styles have these accu accusations. Um, so it's about uh, the very founder of the style of yoga, Sri K. Patabijois. Um, he was accused of uh, having made adjustments with his entire body insisting on the intimate parts of both women and men participating at his class classes throughout the ages starting probably late 1960s and beginning of the 1970s um one uh person who used to study with him says in this article we found a medium that quote it took me 20 years to reclaim my agency and overturn the shame at the time, the idea that the guru of the system could be abusing me seemed impossible. I wanted to believe he was transferring a healing energy to me by touching me that way. Pra practicing Ashtanga Yoga gave me a sense of purpose and meaning. Uh, I was part of an elite group of certified teachers and advanced practitioners. It was my career and my passion. I felt, felt uh, healthy, fit and capable. I had a sense of fulfillment. I had found where I belonged. I also couldn't bear the idea of being a victim. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's 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 very uh, sad and frustrating and enraging. And I just want to say that whilst I was doing the research for this, I I don't know why it, it was very challenging. So some accounts and some videos even um, out there, it's it, it, I just couldn't. I had to stop times because i just couldn't continue reading um and you know it was like a physical uh nausea reaction um honestly it's just um yeah for for this one for patabi joyce i actually found quite a bit and uh there's like a number of victims could be well in the hundreds on this one so it's it's um very very serious That's very um, true. yeah and um, what I found as well is that uh, apparently the leaders of the Ashtanga community in Mysore were actually aware of these sexual abuse allegations for two or three decades. 
So it wasn't even something, it, it was, it was a, um, you know, well-known fact, um, let's say. And they, there were apparently meetings uh, held with him and the family um, where he was told by the family to stop behaving uh, like this. Interesting. Um, yeah, and, and the Patabi Joy Sashtanga Institute in Mysore, um, as far as I research, has not made any uh, public statements on the accusations, which I think, um, unfortunately, just makes them even more true, if that makes sense. Because what I mean by that is because if they weren't true, for sure, on some or on um, so serious accusations, you would want to come out and say, hey, no, okay, right? But they didn't say anything, which I think is quite revealing. Um, and nor did they apologize to the victims of the abuse, which I think it's um, quite shocking. Um, and yeah, it's, um, I also think, and I don't know uh, about this and how much you know about this, Monica, but also in my, in my research, um, you know, and, and just from the, from the Ashtanga teachers that I follow, but I, you know, it doesn't mean I follow all these Ashtanga teachers, but um, there's quite a few of them that I've never like um, heard them and from my research uh, didn't find any public statements or acknowledgement of these accusations or, you know, informing their students about them. Um, and there's some that still have references to, you know, on their website to Patabi Joyce, like, um, I don't know, whatever wording, whatever he's, he's done. And um, yeah, I think that's very damning. Um, it's obviously not the entire Ashtanga community by any means, but um, I think it is, um, you know, the, the, the students, but the teachers' uh, responsibility to talk about this, to make people aware, to, um, you know, um, keep the community safe, to improve from this, to prevent it from happening again. And I think not talking about it is probably the worst you could do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're very right because apart from people uh, people being accused of sexual misconduct, there were also accusations against the people who have witnessed such type of behavior and have not spoken against it. On the other hand, there were plenty of long time practitioners that were supervised, whose practice was supervised by uh, Patabi Joyce himself, that did not go through this or notice this at all. And they have expressed themselves publicly um online as well um such as quote neither my wife nor i had ever been touched in even a remotely inappropriate manner by our yoga teachers um Shrike Joyce and Ersharat Joyce and i had never seen it happen in my years with them um one of the most disturbing things that i came across while doing the research for this episode alex was the actual female four minute video that I urge, urge you to have a look at. It's very easy to find it uh, and I advise everyone to look at it. Even if you look at it, it's, you can see that things are pretty clear, but at the same time, it's confusing and unclear. And when you watch it, you will understand what I mean. It is indeed a series of yoga adjustments made with private parts against private parts held together for uh, much more than necessary or needed. So this is obvious, right? And you, you can tell this by looking at that. 
uh, by, by watching the video and there were always people that were saying was he um was he healing or was he molesting so that was the the big question there it seems yeah and um i have to admit i actually couldn't watch that video so i know the video and i tried but it for me seeing the things there it just made it I was like, no, <laughs> this should have never happened. And I cannot Let's watch stop this. right here. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it is very disturbing. There is no way in hell you can convince me that's any healing done there. Um, so yeah, but of course it's, uh, we'll try and link that as well at the end, uh, the description. So people can, can watch it themselves if they can stomach it. Mm -hmm. and come to their own conclusions. But I, I think also what I wanted to kind of, and we're going to go through more of these, um, but just I wanted to, you know, from from the lessons learned here, I think we also need to scrutinize the, the guru concept, right? Because all these and the other ones that we're going to talk about are were the gurus, right? Were the, um, you know, the people in that yoga community with powerful positions. Yeah right and they uh systematically use these positions uh to carry out abuse without the fear of being challenged right because um you know if you are this idol whatever right for for the people that are practicing with you first off they're probably not even gonna you know um probably gonna understand what's happening in a way because they can't believe that you know their idol is actually gonna do something like that yeah right um and Absolutely. then yeah so so it's a, a disbelief there and then also you know it's well how am i even if they uh come to understand that okay this is not okay it's like okay who's gonna believe me it's again it's this big uh you know guru like obviously everyone is like you know it's it's um he's adored whatever right he's super powerful um and um so so that i think uh means that there could be way more people that were abused or victims, but they never spoke out because Absolutely. of this, right? And then ultimately, if you do choose to speak out, which I think it's a, such a courageous thing to do, um, you know, you, you, you might be, you know, shunned out from the community, right? There's also, um, I'm sure that happens. And um, that could also be a fear why you wouldn't speak out you, outside of the shame, of course, and what will people think and all of those things, right? Are just, um, especially when you speak out against a, a person of power that just adds up, right? It's a cumulative effect. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, as far as I understood this whole, um, uh, sleuth of, of, of scandals in yoga actually came about more and more with the me too movement. That's when some of these allegations came out. Um, and it's just another statement of how good that movement was, is, you know, uh for for shedding some light on some on some things that have happened for so long right and no one yes. even spoke about them i fully agree um, um yeah yeah it's it is obvious that the the hierarchical nature of this uh, student teacher or uh, student guru uh, right uh, relationship uh it it creates a, it, it creates a clear um power imbalance it's a power imbalance literally yeah right 
uh, in this case, Joyce's students didn't feel the didn't feel that they were in the position to even question his decisions or actions, no matter how unethical his behavior was. And um, there's someone saying that uh, he is a longtime practitioner and uh, level two level two authorized Ashtanga Yoga teacher by the my institute in Mysore. He says by not talking about the sexual misconduct, we are repressing it and pushing it below the surface. But our yogic process has to be about our willingness to confront our shadows and in some sense make peace with them so yeah yeah and it's it's so true right because as we said this is of course i'm, I'm sure unfortunately uh, everyone is aware of other harassment and abuse scandals outside yoga right so it's not uh limited to the yoga community but it is somehow even more frustrating i guess in a way because uh, you know i i love yoga and i practice it but not just that but because yoga is all about kindness it's all about you know we, we that's the across the board right that's the that's the preaching of yoga love kindness uh tolerance and so on and so it's even more frustrating because like okay it's it's completely against all the teachings yeah. It's completely against all the teachings. So in one breath you say this, and in the other you just go and and abuse a student. How does that even? I just yeah. I'm, it doesn't add I'm, up. It doesn't know. No. Um, and we have the the example of a uh, Bikram Chuduri who has faced several civil lawsuits of sexual misconduct, including one filed in 2013 by his own lawyer, as it seems. Yeah. Who said that he not only harassed her but also forced her to cover up allegations of misconduct against other women, and uh, Bikram has denied all allegations. As we all know, there's a Netflix documentary about his life, and these accusations um, have you probably have you uh, found any details by any chance, Alex? Or uh, well, I've I've found quite a bit. I know the there were quite a few accusations to your point, and the only one that went to court was uh, the one that his uh, lawyer in twenty eleven um, initiated an internal investigation into allegations of rape and sexual assault by several uh, of Chowdhury's students. Um, so in her case, Los Angeles jurors deliberated for approximately a day before they unanimously decided against Chowdhury awarding her more than 7.4 million in damages in January 2016. Mm -hmm. So actually, so yeah, the, the other cases didn't, I think, um, uh, go to court, um, if I recall correctly. Um, mm -hmm. So, but there were quite a few, in all seven women, six of them, former Bikram Yoga students, filed civil lawsuits against Chowdhury for sexual assault, harassment, creating a hostile work environment, wrongful termination, or rape um that's a lot yeah and the only lawsuit to go to trial was by Chowdhury's former legal advisor the one i just read about um so yeah and um also what i found is the los angeles district attorney's office has not chosen to pursue criminal charges against Chowdhury. so here i just want to um, this is something else that i feel like is um is something we should improve and that is in terms of the laws and the punishments that um you know the 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 people that are found guilty of have to face i think the the laws and the punishments are way too lenient right now and mm -hmm. i think that's why this continues to happen to a rate that is quite alarming right because that doesn't mean that if you uh, you know increase the consequences and the punishment it will never happen i don't think that's possible but i think it will reduce the numbers because it's one thing to think 
okay, you know, if I do this, well, I might get to court, I might not, but even if I get to court, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. usually not much happens, even if they prove it's true versus, oh, okay, if I do this and I go to court, I might rot in jail. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't want to do this. Right. Um, so, and I just think, yeah, all our laws on this are very, very lenient and yeah, we just have all these cases that, and that, you know, they just settle or get away with it. And yeah, um, on, in this case, um, uh, his uh, legal advisor got, you know, at least, um, um, you know, she won and she got some, some money in damages, but is that, is that really enough? Like, is that preventing Bikram from, from doing this again? And I, I can tell you his, I've just read that he, you know, last, last year in February, he was actually, um, invited to, um, Canada, uh, something yoga event in Vancouver. Right. Um, so yeah, he, um, was there to, to, you know, teach. Um, and they said, as far as I read from, from my research, they were like, the boss is back and the boss being him. Um, so mm-hmm. how is that? Okay. How are we? And it's again, because I think we don't talk about it, right? We don't know, you know, there's no awareness or we just dismiss it. I mean, this was, you know, uh, this was proven in court. It's not even, uh, it's not even up for question. And yet there exactly. are people who, yeah, there are people who, uh, are mixing things up. Um, and in the attempt of, uh, trying to separate the individual from the practice or from what they preach, um, I think they, they lose themselves and they lose all morality together with the one that was accused, if you ask me. But um, this is not for us to judge. Apparently, there have been cases in which the judges were pretty clear, you know, the authority figures, uh, the the hand of law, as we say. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite sad. But I think one of the other red threads that uh, comes up when you look at these cases is that um, some of them don't even bother to to search for some redemption or to re- to reply to respond to these accusations, and not only do they attempt to lead their lives to continue their teachings, but they are supported, asked for, uh, you know, and invited at events. There you go. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. I am sort of you know I can understand that uh, there might be different fears from from you know the the other teachers in the community to talk about it, maybe because, again, they might be, um, you know, excluded from the community or they might lose their livelihoods or it's serious stuff. But that, that I just think shouldn't stop you. And for sure, that shouldn't mean you should invite him to other events to lead. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's quickly mention BKS Iyengar. I haven't found any sexual misconduct accusations against him online, but uh, traditionally he has been uh, always perceived as somebody who was very uh, cruel during his teaching and his the yoga sessions that he he used to lead um, during his workshops uh, as well. Um, uh, he was actually uh, you know he was seen openly slapping and kicking his students while telling them it's not you i'm angry with it's not you i kick it's the knee it's the back it's the mind that it is not listening um 
I have studied under someone who is a certified uh, Iyengar yoga teacher um, with a very serious background and uh, more than 15 years of studying in Iyengar. And as we all know, this is quite serious. They don't give you that certification unless you are, uh, you know, you really study under them for, for plenty of years. And um, my point here is that uh, he himself, uh, it's not that he's cruel, but he's very disciplined and holds you accountable by the millimeter, by the minute, by the breath. So you really have to do what he says. Um, it's an environment into which, by the way, I must confess I function perfectly. It is something I need um, every once in a while. In my practice, I was telling this to somebody and they accused me of having the Stockholm syndrome, you know, oh, you like, uh, you know, you, you claim to function perfectly in such an environment where he, you know, where he tries to discipline you and dominate you. Um, but in fact, you're just suffering from the Stockholm syndrome that while that might as well be true, moving back to uh, BKS Iyengar, um, you know, he was uh, legendary in terms of trying to discipline others and actually, uh, you know, kicking students with his hands or feet or a stick that he was carrying around. Um, what can I tell you in 2024? Not only that it's, this is not acceptable. This is, uh, absolutely out of the question and yeah. unethical in any by any means possible i would say so yeah but there was uh, um what i found uh, because um his uh, first name initials are BK bks right is there was apparently an inside joke uh bks standing from um standing for beat kick slap right so what he was oh. doing um yeah and um i did find uh quite a, a long, long article about um, sexual abuse and cover-up at Yengar in New York uh, more recently by, um, you know, by other teachers uh, there. So I, will, I won't go into all of those details. I will link that, we'll link that in the description, but it's to say, you know, this is, another example of we don't talk about it it continues to happen it's not carried by anger it's carried by someone else that is the director of that institute and the you know just the account and what i've read here of course these are you know allegations they're alleged whatever of yeah. course they're just testimonies from people although i will say i don't think anyone has anything to gain from this they probably all have a lot to lose but anyway um it is just shocking so yeah, and it continues to happen. It is. Yeah. It's not about the method, though. The method is that of a, of profound discipline. And that's what I meant when I was saying that I, I uh, every once in a while, I truly need it and, and look for it and try to, you know, to develop my, my practice within this. But I've studied with Iyengar yoga teachers, um, Hungarians, uh, Italians, Russians, that had nothing to do uh, with uh, the cruelty BKS Iyengar was accused of, and that were very kind-hearted and mild individuals. And what do you know? The class would function perfectly, and they didn't need a stick to kick you in the knee with, um, and you would do the poses mindfully as expected anyway. So... <laughs> You know, there are always alternatives. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I think um, uh, two, two things to mention. So kicking you anyway is abuse. It doesn't matter how you put it. So it's discipline. It's not. And the other thing just to 
because I don't think I gave um, uh, more details on on the case in in New York um, with this director. It wasn't it wasn't about the uh, violent abuse. It was more about sexual abuse. So it's a different kind, but still mm. a very serious one, of course. Right. Uh, I think we have a lot of. Uh cases still left to talk about and not enough time left, but let me go on with a very controversial case that has been on for tens and tens of years. And that is the case of the Hatha Yoga Guru from Romania. He's called Gregorian Bivolaru, also known as uh, Grieg, and also known as Magnus Orolson. And you'll see why um, when I give you the full account of what's happened. So. Um, first of all, we have to understand that uh, yoga practice was completely banned in Romania under the communist regime, which is up to 1989. Um, you obviously did not have any resources um, that you could study uh, or people that you could study under to develop your practice. So um, he was an outlaw, he was an outcast in that sense. And of course, um, you had no, not that too many people to turn to in case you wanted to deepen your yoga practice. So he was the founder of this um, movement called uh, MISA, uh, Movement for the Spiritual Integration in the Absolute. Um, so, uh, to me, when we speak about sexual misconduct and unethical behavior in yoga, uh, the Gregorian Vivolaru case is absolutely fascinating because I have a hard time understanding how on God's green earth was he able to gain so many followers and how his charismatic figure as a leader attracted so, so many people because up to this day, still in 2024, after so many years, this movement is, let's just say it has a lot of members. And by that, I mean thousands. And what's uh, also true is it's not only about Romania. His um, story goes like this. He basically expanded his um, scope, his uh, charisma and his leadership and his misconduct um, all across all across uh, Europe and uh, Thailand and India as well. So he gained several um, followers that used to lead communities in Denmark, in Finland, in Sweden, in France, um, and in several islands and cities in Thailand that would carry his words forward and would do the bad deeds for him in his stead. And this has remained true up to up to this day. So, for instance, just a quick list of his uh, of the things that he's been accused of. So. In, 25, in uh, 2005, the Supreme Court of Sweden agreed to grant political refugee status to Bivolaru in response to his claims of persecution by Romanian authorities. Um, in June 2013, the High Court of Cassation and Justice of Romania definitively sentenced Gregorian Bivolaru to six years in prison without suspension for sexual acts with a minor. Um, young female members of the this movement for the spiritual integration into the absolute right. Um, uh, so they said they were forced to work as strippers and appear in hardcore porn films. Um, France executed a European arrest warrant for him in 2016, and he was again arrested in France in November 2023, which is what two months ago. Um, there's also, of course, um, there have been. You know these associations and and uh, 
uh, highly esteemed yoga figures worldwide have taken a position against him and dissociated themselves or or their um, actions with Gregorian Bivolaro, for instance, the president of the European Yoga Council um, of European Yoga Alliance and honorary secretary of the European Federation of Yoga. Um, he, he announced the following. He said, my official resolution um, as president of the European Yoga Council and Alliance is that Gregorian Bivolaro and all people linked to uh, his uh, association are immediately expelled from our organization and we stop their membership because it has been proven that they are not busy with yoga in whatever form they are not they even use yoga as a cover for illegal practices um, they do not respect the rules and standards of our organization and they show an unheard lack of moral integrity and cannot be convinced to change their attitude either um if you look online you will find a lot of articles about him and how his group spread out all over the world as an octopus trying to gain more followers to make more money to obtain a lot of material goods and rewards out of um, innocent people's uh, lack of knowledge let's let, let, let's put it this way yeah so, and, and and just to to say because you've said this already you know uh, innocent people and i think you know you were saying before like how does this individual still like have followers how and i think it's it's unfortunately that because they usually this type of people like him you know prey on the innocent prey on the vulnerable prey on the people that maybe are lonely that want a community that and it's so so infuriating and disgusting um it is uh so far i haven't noticed anyone that was accused of these seriously uh you know wrong serious wrongdoings and stopped to be honest with you so i haven't heard of any such cases and the only thing I've heard was they switched sides no not sides they they switched to to other organizations and continued their work there uh, with or without a changed attitude and I've also heard which is very concerning of people that would carry their words forward as it's the case with uh as well. yeah yeah but that I think goes back to what I was saying because we don't have laws and punishments and consequences for this type of behavior so it's just no one talks about it we don't do anything about it. We don't learn from it. We don't improve. We don't prevent rehappening, and it just they just continue to do that. Um, I think in this case, maybe the very uh, small silver lining is that actually the yoga community did condemn what was happening and what is happening with with this case um, mm. in an official statement versus the others. What is very concerning for me and very infuriating for me as a yoga teacher in Romania is that there are still a lot of Romanians who associate the practice of yoga with uh, this type of behavior and these type of happenings. And they automatically assume that if there was this authority figure and charismatic leader that uh, whose associations and organizations used to do this terrible sexual uh, misconduct practices, then it must mean that all yoga is like that, right? Oh, so you do yoga, so then you're that weird sex freak, right? So it's still a lot of prejudice to fight against. Uh, maybe the younger generations, for sure, they are more westernized in terms of yoga mentality and they and much more open-minded. But I can tell you in Romania, it is an endless fight 
uh, to make people understand that yoga is not like that. This is just something that happened. This is criminal behavior that must be condemned. Yoga has nothing to do with it. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that also comes back to speaking about it, being open about it, educating people about it, talking yeah. about the whole thing, right? Again, so so um, it, it's a bit different. Yeah, here I think in, in in the West in general, yoga is becoming more and more mainstream. I think they're thinking of teaching it already here in like um, schools yeah. and stuff. So, um, which is great um and the perspective here I, I think as i said is like it's not talked about like people don't even know this this occurred and in romania it seems to be quite different that people heard about this was uh talked about some more but it was just this right and then you don't separate maybe so again it goes back to being open not uh pushing it under the rug and just being like okay how can we learn and improve uh accept that happened and you know uh and and as I said a few times, prevent it from happening, rehappening, rather than just yeah, um, it can go uh, badly in any other way. I think it can go bad in many ways, uh, and this is probably the case. Uh, the the next way uh, case, the last but one case that we will mention during this episode, and that's the case against uh, some. Jiva Mukti Yoga prominent figures, not necessarily against the founders of this yoga style. Jiva Mukti means, by the way, liberation while living. Again, another style that is highly, uh, you know, esteemed and practiced in studios worldwide today. Uh, very special, very cool, very vigorous yoga style, both physical and, and spiritual as well. Um, yeah, so this uh, style of yoga was founded in 1984 by Sharon Gannon and David life. Um, what the accusations I found was against a prominent figure that was a teacher of Jiva Mukti, um, this woman called Laura Manenti. Um, she had a cult of personality that her favorite students were trying to, uh, you know, to, to feed. So um, one testimony goes like this. It was almost like a sorority. It felt like I was entering a family, which was a strong appeal for me. Um, the yogic sisters there taught me how she liked her tea and how she preferred the blankets at the studio to be folded. All of us worked together to please Ruth Lauer Manenti. The fact that she liked me so much and I was her favorite, somehow I felt so special. I really had never felt that way in my entire life to feel that kind of love from an authority figure. How does that sound? It sounds scary to me. Apart from sounding cultish, it sounds borderline psychotic. Yeah, yeah. And I did find quite a bit on this. So again, it's quite a long article and we'll link that as well at the end um, in the description. Um, yeah, it's it's concerning. I think, um, again, it goes back to how do we challenge the the notion of guru and how we you know cede the power to this all-powerful gurus right the, a guru is uh literally somebody who i mean the, the noun itself means somebody who dispels ignorance uh, the more charismatic they are the bigger the cult and the veneration will be right the more vulnerable and lost and innocent and kind-hearted and needy of love and affection you are, 
the more and more magnetic you'll find their power. And they will have, some of them, obviously, they have no shame in uh, making abuse of this power towards the needy and the vulnerable. Yeah, and, and, um, and that's I'm the sure thing, because has... all the, everything that you've said, all those type of people would be more, let's say, attracted to yoga, because that's what yoga is about. So it's just, um, yeah, it just adds up, right? You, you, that's what you would get. So it's very um, targeted, almost. That um, So it's easier, almost, you would think, right? Those type of people are the ones that, yeah. In that environment, in that environment, it's uh, very easy to exercise your uh, your power and your influence. And uh, I'm sure everyone has heard of Yoga Anatomy by now. It's that famous book wrote by Leslie Kaminoff, and he has something to say about the Jivamukti yoga scandals uh, and the accusations against highly esteemed Jivamukti teachers. He says, I don't necessarily think that Sharon and David started out thinking, we're in this business to become gurus and have people worship us. I don't think they, they started out this way, but the projections that happen in an intense situation like that are very, very strong. There's not a single spiritual organization I know of that has escaped this in his right. If they had a charismatic leader sitting at the top of it. This is very right and very true. And uh, it's also the case, probably the perfect example illustrating this. Uh, it's also the case of our last example, and that is Muji. So he was born in Jamaica uh, to a Chinese father, father and a Jamaican mother and moved to the UK when he's about 16. He was a disciple of big, big yoga figures such as Papaji, Ramakrishna, Sri Ramana Maharshi and so on and so forth. Allegedly, he had sex with students. Um, he, he used to scream at his devotees to kiss his feet. He was very busy with money laundering and power abuse behind the scenes. Um, what's more, two of his devotees committed suicide. So, um, yeah, these accusations are, th th these examples are getting crueler and crueler, crueler, and it's like a thriller movie that we're in. He was accused of having this cult of devotion and worship around himself while abusing many in the process. Um, I'm just trying to highlight again, separating the man from the practice. And I have this great quote here that says, it's uh, by a great uh, guru in India. It says, this quote says, take a mixture of sand and sugar. Be like the wise that only takes the sugar and leaves the sand untouched. Um, yeah, whatever that means. To me, it means um, you should be able to discern between a man and his actions between the good things and the bad things that he's doing and only take what serves you from there but make sure you're not witnessing any bad behavior and protecting the person displaying it yeah it's it's almost that that thing right that it's like um it sounds harsh but um I think it's true that if you know about it and you don't speak about it you're almost you're guilty as well, in a way, right? Maybe you're, you know, you can argue you're not as guilty as the person that commits the abuse, but I I just don't, you know, it's just, yeah, it's hard for me to say, okay, you're, you're innocent. No, you're not, because you know, and you don't say anything about it. Yeah. So you're kind of partaking, you know, yeah, um, into definitely. it, in a way. Um as far as i uh, as far as i understand uh, you know 
the reason why we talk about why while why we come across uh, sex scandals and uh, unethical behaviors and misconducts across all styles of yoga is because uh, people searching for yoga uh, most of them, or many of them, are in the search for their true nature, nature for uh, truth, for love, for being understood and being heard and being accepted the way they are. And such people are very vulnerable to being influenced, to being duped, to being uh, to, to to accepting unethical behavior uh, just for the promise of something better. So that's why I was saying that the more um, needy you are, the more vulnerable you are in front of unethical behavior. That's, uh, that's why she thinks. I think some of these people at least know, um, you know, they are aware of this. They're doing it on purpose. I mean, they all are doing it on purpose. I don't think uh, any of, of the ones we talked about aren't aware, weren't aware of what they were doing. But I think uh, more so, you know, knowing the community you attract and uh, just, yeah, it's it's that intention. Yeah, and, and but what's more appealing than being loved and accepted for, for, for who you are and, and, you know, embraced fully in a, in a very closely knit community uh, and surrendering to the promises of a, of a better life. I mean, that's, this is very seductive in itself. Um, so I think my personal conclusion is that we really must use our critical thinking to discern who we're associating with, what kind of practices um, we start, because now it's already 2024. I mean, for sure, there are plenty of resources available out there um, for us to be able to take a good decision on our path of practice. So, yeah. Pick up. Yeah. Uh, speak up if you know about something. Of course, the victims, as I said, I think Wait. you need to um you know have a lot of courage um and i think they all demand you know our respect and our support for what they've done uh but if even if you're not involved directly directly you know uh you have you know that responsibility to not be quiet i think and um now with the with this movements and with more people coming up i think the there is a bit of a shift maybe that you know uh people start listening to the victims more um but i think it's still early stages and i think it's up to us all of us to you know uh make sure we we continue to as i said shed light on things that aren't okay and that should be discussed and you know as i said learn from um and and improved right yeah. and make sure that they don't so reoccur. i think this is it for today we encourage everyone to speak up and also as i said use their critical thinking because not all accusations are true um at the same time we are responsible to uh you know speak about them and not tolerate and not hide under the rug whatever happens that is questionable yeah yeah yeah, so that was us, guys, today. Uh, as I said, we'll have links um, for for some of the things we've discussed and more details there. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time.